This is Jews Talk Racial Justice with April and Tracy. A weekly show hosted by April Baskin and Tracy Guy Decker. In a complex world, change takes courage. Wholehearted relationships can keep us accountable. We have a lot to talk about. Let's dive in. Okay, Tracy, so this is our pilot episode. What do we want to let our new folks know about us? Well, um, I guess our full bios are available on the website, but that. maybe we should think about just a, a few things we want people to know. Why don't yeah. you start? Okay. So I, I, think, I guess it might be helpful to say why, well, why we're doing this and how you and I ended up doing it. And um, what I would say about the latter is that um, Tracy is someone I got to know. I had the pleasure of getting to know. I'll have to be honest, I was a little busy at the time and I was working with a client of mine in, on a consulting contract. Oh yeah, and I should, we should let y'all know a little bit about us too. But, um, and through that process, I got to, Tracy got looped in and I was sort of like, oh, another professional. But then Tracy is so incredibly thoughtful and we both realized that we have a passion about continuing to strengthen our racial justice work and that we're both avid readers and thinkers and pontificators. And in our weekly meetings when we were planning, we usually ended up for some part of it or chunk of it talking about racial justice. And eventually I got to a place where, and Tracy seemed to be in agreement that we thought this was something that we could share with our friends and with the world because these are interesting conversations and they're just not happening enough. Yeah, I, I would second that. I think, I mean, in getting to know you, April, like it started out as a work thing, but then it, it quickly became, our weekly calls quickly became like the highlight of my week. I mean, did <laughs> no it really did i mean no kidding it was just there was just something so um comfortable about the way that we were able to talk and have these conversations that honestly often aren't comfortable um in our community or in any community and so to be able to just kind of get on and and have the space to think and talk and um you know, I've said this to you before, sometimes I would be talking about something that I'm, I've been thinking about and you would then frame it for me with sociological, you know, a framework and, and name things, name patterns that I had seen but had no words for. Um, sometimes, you know, you would share life experience that I'd thought about, but hearing it, hearing your life experience was able to really nuance my thought um, but it was, it was also, it was sort of reciprocal. Like, I love the way that you thanked me for giving you feedback in, you know, one of our early encounters that was really, um, you know, it was one of those moments for me where I was like, what? Me? Really? Cool. I'm not used to it. I'm used to getting oftentimes thoughtful, but usually the same stock questions. And we should talk about that on uh, just even that subject would be a great subject for a future episode. So stay tuned folks. But um, yeah, I just like you blew my mind. I started out with a little defensive and then I was like, but you're actually completely right. And this is sort of a blind spot in the DEI field. Um, so speaking of DEI, DEI stands for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I have been a diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, professional for going on 18 years now, uh, professionally, professionally for about 12 years. And then also um, or longer than that for 15 years. And then um, in my college years, I was a national organizer of Jews of color and wrote a thesis about the experiences and identities of Jewish young adults of color in American Judaism. And throughout my career that I thought was going to be in public health, 
but ended up being in the Jewish communal field working around subjects of belonging and inclusion and social justice. I found that this childhood passion of mine of um, being sensitive to those who are marginalized in my community became my full-time work. And so that's a little, about, a little bit about my professional background is that I've been an inclusion and diversity and equity specialist, and I still am. And now I'm also um, currently running a consulting practice and I work with clients and am rolling out various opportunities in the months ahead, like this podcast. Tracy, do you wanna um, talk a little bit about your background and what brings you to our conversation besides our awesome <laughs> uh, meeting and working together over the past several months? Yeah, sure. Um, just briefly, I, I also am a Jewish communal professional, um, though my work is in the past has mostly been in marketing, actually. Um, mm -hmm. That's not precisely what I do now, but, um, but really what brought me to this work that brought me to you is a, a very intentional anti-racist path that I, I stepped onto as a result of the uprising here in Baltimore, where I live. Mm -hmm. um, I, was it was five years ago, 2015. Yeah, okay. in April of 2015. And um, I was watching like the rest of the world, you know, the, the unrest and, and then what turned violent here in Baltimore and there um, with the rest of the country watching that CVS burn, which I have been to. Um, and I started to cry uh, and it was like something clicked in my brain and I experienced it as I experienced it as God speaking to me saying like, now you're crying, right? Like a man is dead and he's just the most recent person. Um, and so it, it, in that moment of sort of shame and anguish and everything else, I just, it, it refocused my path. And because I felt it as a call from the divine, which, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't think God talks to me, you know, but it, it, it did feel like a moment that transcended ordinary, ordinary um, thought. And because I did experience it as sort of a, a moment of, of divine revelation, I guess um, I have, pursued my anti-racist work with the Jewish lens explicitly. And so that's what brought me specifically to you as another, as another Jew who's on this path um, from diff slightly different directions and definitely different experiences. But it's really yeah. great to be able to kind of connect in that way. Yeah. And so in a nutshell, we wanted to bring this to a broader audience and to our broader networks and hopefully beyond because Tracy and I have continued to build a really meaningful friendship and professional partnership. And our conversations are so juicy because we have enough alignment around shared values, but also enough difference in some similar, but also very different lived experiences, which we'll just, we'll talk about in a moment, that it creates for this really interesting combination that I think we both feel is affirming often and also keeps us on our toes and continues to help both of our thinking evolve respectively. I would just add, April, that I think, you know, when you said like, hey, let's let's just start recording our conversations because they're so they're so interesting. They're so juicy. I love that word. Um, one of the reasons that I said yes, besides the fact that I just love talking to you, is that I'm hoping that we can model for people like having sort of open, comfortable conversations around a topic that 
in general, Americans have been taught not to talk about. So that's, yeah. that's one of the things I just wanted to kind of add to that, that that's one of the reasons why this felt like an important project for us, which by the way, we've been planning for a while now. Yeah. Or like, I think I first mentioned it a few months back as like a, wouldn't this be kind of fun? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And, and then from there, uh, you know, I don't even, it's, everything's a little bit of a blur now, but it feels like a couple, this is now a couple months in the making. And, and so this along with another project I'm working on, um, it also, Tracy and I have talked about this before starting to record that it feels very meaningful that we were planning on launching this podcast around recording and filming this uh, video series and podcast before things started popping off in the aftermath of George Floyd's death and killing. Um, and it could be just as righteous for us to launch this afterward, but it feels meaningful that we've been working and plotting on making this dream a reality before that happened. And it just so happens that our interest and commitment to this conversation is aligning with what's happening in the broader world around us, particularly in the United States. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, I think it's worth naming because we're recording this on Zoom. So I see us, but it occurs to me that we're predominantly also thinking of this as a podcast, although Oprah hoping that we can make the videos available too on various platforms that um, we should talk a little bit about 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 our backgrounds because yeah. people who maybe know one or both of us may know that but it's not they may not be readily apparent um, so i am in addition to being a jewish communal professional a little bit about my background is that i am a jewish woman of color i am multiracial and again i identify with all of the following terms a both and, or a yes and, I am a Jew of color, I am multiracial, I am a black woman, um, and I come from uh, a Jewish household that was initially interfaith, but over the course of my childhood, um, um, my family became Jewish and I started Hebrew school in fourth grade, um, going to a reformed congregation out in Northern California. And, um, my mother is a white Ashkenazi Jew and my father is black and Native American and Jewish. And yeah. And yeah. interesting and that that's led to a variety of very specific experiences in my life. And um, it's interesting because as Tracy will say in a moment, um, her background in a number of ways is actually quite similar to mine, despite what people might think. Yeah, yeah, quite similar. Um, so my mom is a white Ashkenazi Jew. My dad is not Jewish. Um, he's no longer with us, but he was not Jewish. He never became Jewish, um, but he had white skin. In some ways, I had a much less religious upbringing than you did, April. Um, we were, I always knew I was Jewish for sure, um, but we were pretty much like we had a Passover Seder and we went to services on high holidays when I was a kid. Um, and, you know, as I got older, I learned a lot more and it became much more observance became much more important within the, always within the reform tradition. But um, one of the things that has struck me and that, you know, even when you and I were talking about it, like it's this, the, the marker of whiteness is so hard to get away from that. Even when you and I were talking about how we would talk about ourselves for this podcast, and I said something about 
wanting to name myself as an Ashkenazi Jew. And you were like, yeah, but Tracy, I'm also Ashkenazi. And it was like, me too. <laughs> right. Like there was this moment where I was like, of course, like as if, but in my mind, Jew of color somehow like undid the Ashkenazi, which I mean, now that I've said it out loud and when you pointed it out to me, I, of course, but, um, it, it was evidence to me that like this journey is, is ongoing, that there's still so much more. And I was, I was grateful to you to say that. And I'm acknowledging this here for our listeners to hear and our, our viewers to hear, because I think that it is essential that we, um, that we recognize that anti-racism is a, is actually about seeing those moments of racism or white supremacy in ourselves and calling them out so that we can undo them. Ourselves and our language and the ways we're thinking, you know, yeah. And because, and, and to your point, like, I think specifically that the dynamic there is that people have mistaken um, or, you know, have, have confused Ashkenazi with exclusively white. Right. When European heritage, so anyone who's mixed race, with also the Ashkenazi heritage, it um, may also be Ashkenazi. Um, and yeah, yeah. So I think um, we should probably begin to wrap up this first episode, but before we do, I thought it would be good for us to share some of our hopes that we have for, for this series. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, I, I think I've, I've sort of said it. I really want to, well, I just love talking to you. I don't want to keep talking to you. That's one of my goals. That's <laughs> like my, my selfish goal is to keep you in my life. Um, but my, for our listeners, like I really, I'm hoping that we can model having conversations like this and that we can provide some insight because I know I have gained a lot of insight just in our you know weekly conversations. And I'm, so, I'm hoping that as folks will listen in, they will also have that those um, pieces of insight. What about you? Yeah, I think there's probably, there's all kinds of big reasons, but what's coming up right now is one, I am committed for myself and with you in partnership with you to get more of what's in our brains out into the world, because there are a lot of people who have lots of questions about these things and are in kind of stuck places around being able to move forward when all they need is a little bit more information or insight or a funny story or anecdote that helps them work their way around something that feels very hard and helps them to see that, yes, that may have been legitimately scary, but that doesn't mean that we can't move through it and get to the other side with greater insight. Um, so that's a piece of it. And there was another thing I was going to say, which I think I might have forgotten. This is going to be a thing that's going to happen from time to time, y'all, so just so you're aware. But there was... And right, is that in, so in some of my work, because I also work as a life coach and um, with clients and, and I also do trainings around racial and ethnic diversity and inclusion. And one of the components that I talk about with people is the power of repetition and of incrementally learning something repeatedly over time of as what um, Buddhist Zen monk Thich Nhat Hanh talks about as watering the seeds of the virtues or knowledge bases that we want to help flourish in our lives. And so one of my additional hopes of this series is that it serves as a resource in a variety of ways, perhaps for Jewish or racial justice educators around sharing a particular episode we've done, or ideally for many of our broader community and fans, we need to figure, I need to figure out where we're going to say for that, but, but for many in our community, it's probably the best way that 
that this can be one of those solid there every week for you things. And in white now what we're thinking is gonna generally be like 15 to 25 minutes or so that you have available to you for free that can help you advance in your racial justice and ideally is fun and pleasant most of the time um, and also interesting. I love that. So we're both planting seeds and or watering seeds for folks. I really like that. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Our show's theme music was composed by Elliot Hammer. You can find this track and other beats on Instagram at Elliot Hammer. If this episode resonated with you, please share it and subscribe. To join the conversation, visit JewsTalkRacialJustice.com, where you can send us a question or suggestion, access our show notes, and learn more about our team. Take care until next time and stay humble and keep going.